You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Happy Thursday here on the Blogging the Boys podcast network, and you know what that means. It's time to get riled up on the Cowboys, and boy, Tom, do we have things to get riled up about today. News breaking all over the NFL, of course, as teams are uh, getting involved in their mandatory minicamps. The final week of OTAs and things are going down as well, and the Cowboys are in full swing, and that means we get a little bit of Cowboys news that came out this week. Now, is it going to have Cowboys fans excited about the future, or is it going to have them biting their nails like you and I are doing as we discussed here in the pre-show meeting? Uh, Roy White at RW3. You can follow me on Twitter. My man, Tom Ryle, at TomRyleBTB. You can also follow his fine work at bloggingtheboys.com, powered by our friends at SB Nation. And make sure you check out Tom's latest article. That'll get you right and get you ready for the confidence level you have on a number of different positions going with the Cowboys. But first and foremost, let's start at the position that, Tom, you wrote you had the most confidence in going into 2021, and that is where we start with the wide receiver position because – Mike McCarthy made it known today at his press conference that Amari Cooper could be sidelined into training camp with an ankle injury. Yeah. uh, I will say that into training camp is not into the start of the season. So they're not – giving us indication that he's not going to be ready to go by September. But if you're not ready to go in July, then you have to hope going to be ready to go shortly. So yeah, it, that's always a bit of concern when you're top wide receiver and the best player in your best position group is uh, hobbled a bit. And we didn't really know about it. Um, not encouraging. Now, the plus side or the positive side or the, maybe the, the ray of hope, if you want to look at it that way, is they still have C.D. Lamb who will step in as your wide receiver one. Michael Gallup will be wide receiver two, I think. Um, and then you've got some good depth with uh, Cedric Wilson and Noah Brown who were the backups last year. And I think we're likely to see um, – Semi uh, Fomoko, I always have trouble with his name. Uh, Still got two and a half months to figure it out. Yeah, Semi Fahoko, uh, who they took in the fifth round, uh, which I was a little surprised, given how deep they were, that they would spend a fifth-round pick on a wide receiver. You know, now maybe I'm thinking, okay, sometimes they know things we don't know. And they may have seen this shadow over uh, 
Amari Cooper and we're trying to have a little insurance. But I don't I want know a quick question on same. that. Do okay. you really think we're deep? I think we're top heavy, and I think the top three match up against any top three in the NFL. But after those top three, do I have a pair of guys that I feel confident can come in and replace that type of production for two to three, four weeks? I do not um, have that confidence, Tom. Do well, you? I guess I, I, I am, I have some confidence. Uh, I think Cedric Wilson um, has looked good in limited opportunities. I think he's a case of a guy who got buried a little bit in the depth chart. And I think Noah Brown was showing some flashes that he's got more than he's displayed. Um, well, it's certainly, it's certainly going to put the team back. I just don't think it's going to be a total disaster if you're down, um, uh, if you don't have Amari Cooper and have to go with backups. Uh, you know, and, you know, maybe Fumoko Fihoko will just uh, blossom and, and really step up. But you also have the fact that they've been using Tony Pollard a lot. I was about to say you got another slot, slot receiver you haven't named. Yeah, he's he is uh, – I think they were – that is – I think we now have a little clarity on why he was getting so much work with the wide receivers in addition to just the fact they had a shortage on the field. But I think he's another bit of an insurance policy. And then you've got both uh, Blake Jarwin and Dalton Schultz uh, who can function as de facto slot receivers. Uh, so – yeah, I think there is depth there if you use all your resources properly. Uh, is it a step back? Yes. Will they still be able to play and win in the NFC East with a healthy Dak Prescott and hopefully a healthy offensive line and an Ezekiel Elliott who looks to be just raring to go out there and prove his critic wrong? Yeah, I think they can. Um this would not. This does not make me feel as nervous as other things in the past have. It is not something to just dismiss as, oh, well, no problem. But uh, I think the team has the resources. And, uh, you know, as long, as long as Dak is healthy, then, you know, this offense can work. And I, uh, I have faith in him and Kellen Moore. I think you described to me why I – I'm still comfortable with it, even though I don't think the wide receiver position is deep because I think they're deep at weapons. I think mm -hmm. they are deep in regards to potential options on the offensive end, right? Two other tight ends that can both catch the ball, uh, a pair of running backs who both feel comfortable catching the ball out of the backfield and in the slot, one more so than the other, of course, and Tony Pollard much rather see him in the slot than Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, <coughs> as spry yeah. as the reports have had him looking this uh, here in OTAs thus far. But real quickly on the Amari front, I just have a problem with the Cowboys ever giving us the line that he's going to be fine come training camp. How many times have we heard that line uttered in June to only find that two months later, the players are still not available. And to your point, if they had any idea 
around draft time that Amari was going to be hindered? Are we talking about an injury that has had him sidelined for at that point, by the time we get to training camp, four months? That uh. is concerning to me, especially when I read a line from one Ian Rappaport who described the injury to Amari Cooper as an irritation. An irritation? An irritation on your ankle is what keeps you out of three weeks of OTAs and potentially another two months beyond that? That is contradictory burbage to me. Either it's an irritation or it's an injury that's keeping him out till training camp. Either way, the Cowboys' history of not being very forthright with this type of information, I admit, gives me strong feelings. And they're not yeah. good ones. Yeah. Well, I will say that they didn't come out and say, yeah, he should be ready. They, they were hopeful. Oh, thank God. Yeah, they weren't, they weren't promising it. They said, you know, they're, they're hoping that he's going to recover, but they're, you know, they're being cautious. And I think they're kind of, uh, you know, hedging their bet a little bit there. So, yeah, that kind of – I know what you mean exactly. I'm, I'm tired of it. That's partly why I right. wrote They do it all the article. time. They did it. I mean, they kind of did it with uh, – I think they did it a little bit with, uh, with, with Gregory, right? When he was kind of yeah. coming back, they did it with Lyle and Tyron before they eventually yes. put him on the shelf. Um, and there have been plenty before that. And many, many before that. You could go back probably for the last decade and find, you know, a half a dozen examples – of times where they have slow played injuries only to let the cat out of the bag and find out, wow, it's much worse than we thought. I would hate to come to find out that Amari Cooper had ankle surgery at any point this off season. Yeah. But if he's got an injury that's keeping him out for four months, is that not a possibility? I, I think it is. Yeah. So again, I know that our, uh, our, the, the folks that are covering the beat will get to the bottom of this. Hopefully if there is anything to get to the bottom of, hopefully sooner than later. But at least for now, that's kind of the news that, that took a lot of people's attention this week. Now, Amari did have himself a, a nice little day there at OTAs, even though he wasn't able to get on the field. Why? Because Micah Parsons finally uh, got in touch with him and, and got the butt whooping that I think a lot of us saw coming. Micah, very hot to trot. When it came to his uh, chess prowess, he was talking a lot of noise on social media about, about who he was taking down and how often it was being done. And he and Amari wound up linking up, and uh, Amari still the reigning chess champion. A lot to learn for the young bucks still in Micah Parsons. Yeah. I think, yeah. That's the thing about Amari is that he's just a brain. You know, he is a – very intellectual and uh, a lot of, I think people have, I just don't realize quite how, what a smart individual he is. And, uh, you know, he's demonstrating, he takes pride in it. And, you know, he lost his regular uh, chess partner. Uh, I think when it was Chidobi Awuzie, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. You know, when he uh, didn't stay. So it's good that he's got somebody else to beat on. And it's kind of interesting that he always seems to want to pick on corners, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you know. So I'm uh, I'm kind of hoping that this, uh, you know, that that things will work out. We'll have to see. 
Uh, you know, the team is obviously in a better position with Amari on the field. But this is one of those things now that we have to mark down when we get to training camp, which there is a chance that may include me. Mm, nice little I'm, tease I'm, there. You, if you get yeah, out to Oxnard, California, you make sure you say hey to the fellas for me because those were some good times. It was fun being yes. out in Oxnard, even when we were waking up at 3 in the morning to start our radio show at uh, 3.30 uh, Pacific time, 5.30 Texas time. That was a lot of fun. Well, one other eye that people will have their eye on when it comes to how things line up in training camp is something that reporters noted in watching OTAs here this week. And I'm interested to know if you, if you think there is worth reading anything into it. And that was Todd Archer reporting that it was not Leighton Vander Esch or Jalen Smith lined up at the linebacker position against the ones from the defensive side of the ball. It was actually Micah Parsons and Keanu Neal. Yeah, let me go get a brown bag. I'm hyperventilating a little bit. Uh, what do we make of that, if anything, right? Is this one of those cases yeah. where I railed against it uh, a week ago, right? Everybody wants to overreact. And, again, that's why I appreciated your article to kind of bring us back down to earth about where we really are because all this is is sunshine season, right? Um, we got people charting quarterback passes. You know, Trevor Lawrence is getting ripped apart there in Jacksonville for throwing two picks, and then, boom, he comes back and has an incredible day. Who gives yeah. a rat's ass? Yeah, but is this something that we can actually read into? I, what I would like to read into it is that they are really going to look at who is the most valuable player to have on the field, not who's got the big contract, not who they've got money sunk into, but what's going to do the most for the defense. If they are honestly doing that, then I think it's just all better for the for the team as a whole and the defense in particular. Um, that was what excited me about it. Was like, yes, we're not wasting time uh, working with these guys that struggled much last year. We're actually looking at who we think might be the future uh, because I think they're hinting that you know. Vanderish and Smith may not be the future at linebacker. Uh, I don't think they'll get much stronger than that, but that's definitely the vibe I kind of pick up on that. So, yeah, it's exciting to see that uh, Parsons and Neal are out there getting the the reps to start. Uh, and then, you know, as you just mentioned about the Lawrence example, uh, Vanderish apparently had a very nice play later in the. Uh, in the practice with a diving pass breakup, I believe it was. And so, uh, you know, uh, he, at least he's responding well. There's no sign he's sulking about this. He's out there trying to, uh, you know, earn his way back onto the field as much as possible. So, yeah, that to me, that was I, that was one of those things, you, you know, you go on, you're scrolling through Twitter, and then you stop. Mm-hmm. And you say, wait, did I read that correctly? Because Agreed. that's not – in my judgment, that's not the modus operandi that the Cowboys have had in the past. So, yeah, I want to see. 
Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. It has not always been a meritocracy, let's say. It has oftentimes been a make way for the big salary and make sure that we accommodate that big salary and almost justify that big salary. It would be tremendous, I think, for a lot of Cowboys fans to believe that the Cowboys might actually be doing things differently going forward and might actually be basing their decisions on who the best player for the position and for the role actually is as opposed to who is getting paid the most to make sure we look smart by, uh, by the decisions we made. So any other notes from OTAs and, and the, the word we've gotten out of it, of course, Randy Gregory, I think is probably the most exciting aspect of, of OTAs now. And and really it, it doesn't have anything to do with the way he plays on the field to me. It has everything to do with how this man has changed his mentality and how he has made himself not only stronger, but, but better. And he can accept that Um, as, as a person myself who has, you know, has been going to therapy and has been speaking out about, you know, the things that I'm feeling. And I think it's something that is extremely valuable, uh, not just for professional athletes, but for anybody out there to be able to communicate, you know, kind of how they're feeling and the pressures of life and all those things. Randy has done a phenomenal job of that. And I don't know if outside of Dak, I don't know if there's a cowboy I'm rooting harder for 
to yeah. have a huge 2020 than Randy Gregory. And I've been rooting for him for some time on that front. Yeah. Since, since you opened the door, I want to take a moment and swerve a little bit because I go to therapy too. Um, I mean, there are probably some listeners out there that aren't aware. Um, I just my, lost my, uh, my wife over a little over a month ago. And, but I had been in therapy for a couple of years prior to that, uh, dealing with the strains and stresses of dealing with her disease that eventually took her and had, I had completely gotten out. I had stopped. They felt I'd progressed far enough and I agreed. And then as, when she passed, I contacted them and got started right back up because we have too many people in this world that want to treat uh, mental health issues, especially for men as, oh, just buckle down and get over it. That's not how it works. Um, if you don't deal with it properly, it's going to deal with you. And you need to get beyond that. Um, it's amazing how having some people to listen to your issues and to come to the understanding is that it's not just you. You're not unique. This is actually the human condition to deal with depression, to deal with, with things that tend to overwhelm you, to become lonely, uh, to not feel like you have anybody who's listening to you. Um, and so I just want to say, if anybody out there uh, is having struggle, reach out, look around, find out what resources you can access. Um, now there are a lot of things online that you can do, which is right now my, my uh, counseling is still strictly online. Uh, they're hoping to get back to some in-person stuff in a while, but they haven't got there yet. So, you know, it's, you just need a, a, a computer, a laptop, or a smartphone even. Uh, you know, we spend a lot of time looking up people's noses because they're holding their phone wrong while they're trying to talk. But, uh, you know, it's don't downplay this kind of thing. It can be important. So, yeah. But having said that, I'll get down off my soapbox here. Uh, I'm actually just so excited for Randy Gregory from the, the point of view of being a football player in that he hasn't had a full offseason since his rookie year, as someone said. He has had all kinds of interruptions, distractions, suspensions, this and that and the other. All of a sudden, here he is coming into a season with a full preparation, ready to hit the ground running in training camp. And that, to me, is just uh, – I think we're going to see great things from him, uh, both on the field and also off the field. So, yeah, I'm kind of looking forward to it. Yeah. Well, hey, on the field, the expectations are sky high. He very well could ascend to be one of the best, if not the best, defensive player on the Cowboys roster. Um, and, you know, I think that crown does belong to Demarcus Lawrence at this point. But it's up for grabs. Uh, it, there's potential there for Randy Gregory to snatch that in 2021. And, hey, wouldn't it be great if he wound up doing it? Well, from on the field for the Cowboys to off the field for the Cowboys – a uh, new story in the New York Post yeah. kind of mentioned it as an afterthought, and that surprised me only because I find that if national publications can squeeze the Cowboys into any topic or article, they will oftentimes <laughs> highlight that fact before highlighting any other 
mentions. Um, but within this article that was titled regarding Alex Smith and Mark Sanchez's interviews and I suppose uh, auditions with CBS Sports, it was also noted that former Cowboys linebacker Sean Lee was interviewed and considered for a broadcasting role. Now, obviously, he's not going to get the red carpet to Monday Night Football that Jason Witten got, and it's probably Jason Witten's fault that that will no longer be available to any Cowboy announcer going forward. But with that being said, Sean Lee always struck me as very intelligent, thoughtful, um, and articulate. When he was asked questions, you know, in interview settings or, you know, one-on-one settings, I thought, found him to be very honest and at times, um, you know, extremely insightful. So I think that is a role that he could shine in. And I wonder if we find ourselves watching him at some point this season. Yeah, I, uh, I would like to see it because he was re- reputed to have one of the best grasps of what was going on on the field, not just with the other 10 players on defense, knowing what they, where they were, what they were supposed to be doing. There were, you know, there have been reports that he would call out the offensive play to the other team pre-snap and, and accurately tell them what was coming, that he knew what was coming. So, yeah, I, you know, echoes of Tony Romo maybe being able to kind of predict what's coming and stuff. Um, I would love to see him uh, get a shot in a booth somewhere um, and, and hopefully do quite well, you know, because I thought Witten would have done better. Uh, I don't know what happened there, but didn't I think a little go bit well, of the pressure I'll... got to him. I, I mean, that would be an interesting review, and I wonder what he would say about it. Either the pressure got to him or, you know, the – I mean, in some cases, it can be the chemistry, right? I never thought the the three-man booth that they had and the way they had it set up was ideal for any of the individuals involved, right? Not Tessitore, yeah, not Witt, and certainly not Boog. Yeah, they, cert- they certainly have been struggling to get their team for Monday Night Football to, to click the way, the way that uh, Sunday Night Football just, you know, has such a monster – uh, pairing to, to roll with and stuff and and the way that that Tony Romo became the lead analyst for CBS and stuff so yeah it's it's hard uh, and I can understand that you know it might take a while but I think Sean Lee might be you know it's all come down to how articulate he is working phone that's that's the one thing you can never know he may be very good within one-on-one interview. Mm. Uh, talking to reporters, but that doesn't mean he can sit there and talk to millions of people out of sight uh, to paint an accurate picture. But yeah, I'd love to see him get a shot. Mm -hmm. Well, you mentioned it briefly, um, the Sunday night football crew consisting of Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth. And the reason I bring that up is because Chris Collinsworth made some headlines in Cowboys world when he essentially said on his podcast most recently that Ezekiel Elliott, despite how good he looks here in training camp or excuse me, in OTAs, as uh, we're getting reports that he looks spry and fast and uh, light footed and quick. Right. But Chris Collinsworth says that Ezekiel Elliott is the poster child for why 
running backs don't matter in the NFL. You have a really good offensive line in Dallas that had two players go down before the season started, and Ezekiel Elliott's numbers fell as a result of it. In fact, not only was Zeke ranked outside of the top half in terms of all qualified running backs in the NFL, according to Pro Football Focus, his teammate Tony Pollard was actually ranked in the top 17, conversely. Now, is this Collinsworth stating a truth? that maybe the Cowboys should continue to be mindful of? Or do we have faith in the idea that Ezekiel Elliott is a game-changing back and can make the difference for a team at a position that historically does not make a massive difference in the win-or-loss column? Yeah, this is one of those areas where I hate the fact that so much of uh, coverage of sports – and you know everything really nowadays is geared towards attract the clicks attract the readers because this is a gross to me an oversimplification of a multifaceted issue uh, yeah i think collinsworth has a point in the fact that a good offensive line may be the key to a successful running game there are some, uh, you know, some analytics that kind of show that that's, that's really not a bad approach to take. However, it also kind of discounts the fact that Ezekiel Elliott had COVID last year. He was not able to condition and get, get ready for the season. And he came out, uh, came into uh, the training camp a bit out of shape. And I think he never really re- recovered and, my goodness, um, you know, he's, I think he's come back, he's hungry, and here's what I want to look at. Let's say they get the offensive line back on track. Let's say that Ezekiel Elliott is operating at, you know, as good uh, a high a level as he has uh, when he first came into the league, and he's really angry and wants to prove something, and that cooking which is going to open up some running opportunities at times yeah that's what i'm looking forward to uh the shorthand is i'm looking to have ezekiel Elliott have a good good year the the long more accurate answer that people don't want to get to is i think the dallas cowboys are going to have one of the most effective offenses in the league and it's going to be a combination of a a very effective run, uh, passing game led by that Prescott leading to great opportunity game with Ezekiel Elliott working behind what is hopefully going to be a much healthier offensive line. And, you know, Kellen Moore back there dialing up the plays and getting the most out of this. So, yeah, I'm excited to see Elliott looking good because I think that will have an impact on the performance this season. Well, again, though, the biggest impact on his performance is probably going to be the health of that offensive line. And, and that's kind of the point Collinsworth made, um, which again, I wholeheartedly agree with. I am a, I'm a fan of his game and I don't, you know, I, we made the bed, right. So I'm certainly going to sleep in it. I'm not going to, you know, yeah. 
kick and scream on the floor and this lay on hard, do- cold ground when I've got a nice fluffy pillow in Ezekiel this, Elliott, whether it costs the- me a lot or not. Yeah, this. Yeah, I was going to say you're 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 not referring to the fact that he is almost unquestionably overpaid because. Yeah. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a sleep number pillow at a my pillow price, uh, which <laughs> is to say it's uh, it's not a great deal, but you don't have another option, so you're happy to sleep on it all the same. In regards to Ezekiel Elliott's performance, right last year, career lows in rushing yards, lows in terms of stats all the way around, but in terms of his grade, right, his running back grade, according to Pro Football Focus. Just two points less than the season in 2018 when he led the league in rushing with 1,400 yards and was named to the Pro Bowl. So it's a thin line, I agree, but it's also almost irrelevant how healthy or how great Zeke looks if the offensive line is or is not healthy. If they're healthy, I feel great about Zeke's 2021 opportunities and if they're not i don't care if he's as healthy as he's ever been he probably won't look as good as we would like him to be yeah and and don't forget that the biggest factor last year in his performance was that he had that rash of fumbles early in the season mm-hmm. uh, which helped put the team in a hole and you know as people have mentioned probably had might have been driven by him trying to push too hard knowing the fact that they didn't have the starting offensive tackles out there. So he was trying to do it on his own. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we'll have to see how that all factors out. But I, I have a generally good feeling about him. Uh, and, yeah, that's driven by the fact that I'm hopeful that the offensive line is going to be able to come out and perform well. So, Well, and to bring it all back together, right? Maybe that means more opportunities for Tony Pollard and slot receiver position as they work to get Amari Cooper back to full health. Maybe that means more opportunities for he and Zeke Elliott to be on the field together as they look for different combinations of weapons to get guys out there and get guys open in space. So all very exciting, right? And of course, uh, you can continue to follow all the coverage on OTAs, mini camps, training camp, everything you need to know will be found here on blogging the boys. So make sure you click that subscribe button make sure you get every podcast coming to you as we will continue to bring them to you all the way until we get the regular season going uh for tom ryle i'm roy white follow us on twitter at tom ryle btb you can follow me at rw3 and certainly if you're struggling out there if you need someone to talk to hit up either one of us and i promise you we will reach back to you and we'll have a conversation about the values of uh of getting your mentals right as my man Marshawn Lynch would say. So with that, have a great Thursday for blogging the boys and for riled up on the Cowboys. We out this piece. to do's less time and an infinite number of tools to keep track of sometimes doing business has never felt harder but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals 
you can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.